couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. What would you love? What you love hi everybody welcome welcome Hello. welcome back welcome to our friendly world there's a special treat for you today there's a special treat for you every day Hey-o. let me just say this phrase that came from our friend sharon who you're going to meet in just a couple minutes one of the first things i remember her saying to me was this question that she posed to me and the way she asked it with such caring was what would you love what would you love? Matt, what would you love in life? What would you love? Isn't that a beautiful question to ask yourself, to ask your friends, to ask just people out there? What would you love? Yeah, absolutely. I totally get it. Doesn't because it? Yeah. like one of the things I hold on to is typically any action we're either moving from love or from fear. Mm-hmm. So focusing on the love part is probably going to be healthier and this is perfect because one of the things we're going to get into is how to raise our vibrations to you can okay matt is rolling his eyes at me but like (laughs) how do we raise our sense of well-being how can we go from a fearful thought to a blissful thought when there's some crap in front of you how can you switch that situation around how can we do that how can we go from fear-based to total bliss how do you do that i mean specifically scientifically like technically one two three four what are the steps how do you do that how do you do that how do you raise your vibration how would you say it how do you Uh, translate how do you raise your vibration i would say how do you get elevation so you can see everything that's around you today we're going to get into how to have clarity and power in life what would you love by the way i had a great epiphany in the bathroom bear with me today's show is the inside job remember last year we had our friend rachel on the show rachel chevalier Mm -hmm. by the way kudos and respect major love to our friend Rachel Chevalier, please go back and listen to what she has to say. The show today is kind of on the same realm because with Rachel Chevalier, we discussed unseen forces. We, I was afraid to totally get into Rachel's work because I felt like, oh my God, am I going to alienate half of our friends out there because it seems so... People call it woo-woo. I hate that term, but it seems... Um, It seems, what's the word for it? It seems not real. Not scientific. But in fact, it is very scientific. Like we broke it down. There are scientists, there are papers done on this because what she, her work had to do with unseen forces that are actually inside the earth, under your feet, in the earth. She discovers, she researches ley lines that are in the earth. And if these ley lines intersect, it creates a vortex. And scientists have, throughout the last, I don't know, 50, 60 years, have been documenting how this affects biology. 
how this will affect human tissue, how it affects everything. So things that you can't see just because you can't see them doesn't mean they don't exist. So that was Unseen Forces. In a way, today we're going to talk about that with the inside job and the Unseen Force today. We're going to talk about Akashic Records. We're going to talk about meridian systems within our bodies that are not just within our bodies. They're actually all around and above and below. You can call them chakras. And there are actually more than seven. There are so many different ones, but there's seven main ones. And our friend Sharon, we're going to get explanations from her. I'm so excited. We're going to really get into it. But before we do, the epiphany that I had, I don't know if I should say it now. I don't know if it'll make any sense. So I was in the bathroom the past few weeks as you all know, have been really challenging for us. So we, we sought out therapists to talk to, for the girls, for me. Like There has been so much stress in the past with us that I think that it just finally came to a head. And so in reaching out to therapists to talk to, you know me, guys. Like If I go to the doctor, at the same time, I'm making an appointment with an acupuncturist to undo what the regular doctor did in a way because like they give you medicine you know thank you they're very helpful in some ways but like for example if they give me antibiotics then I'm screwed up in other ways so then I go to the acupuncturist to clear that up the effects of whatever drugs that I had to take whatever medicine I had to take you know what I mean yeah absolutely antibiotics tend to have a nasty habit of killing off your stomach bacteria and it's not just antibiotics so two of us in the family had obsession with Sharon and what happened to me after that was, um, I don't know how to describe it, but I turned into one of those little animals from the 80s or 90s that if you gave them water, they went crazy. Gremlins. Gremlins. I turned into a gremlin. Like an evil gremlin? Like an evil gremlin. Because I had the most beautiful session with Sharon. All right. As she was talking to me, I was completely understanding on all like everything she was telling me it felt so good and true and clear then all of a sudden so i go to sleep have great sleep the next morning i became this evil gremlin like i i was so angry (laughs) i had so much rage and you know lately we've been making baguettes at home homemade baguettes i was just stuffing my face with bread Like, it was the only thing that was calming me down. I was just eating bread, rage and bread, and cleaning the bathroom, all right? (laughs) So while I'm in the bathroom, I had this epiphany because Sharon was so kind. She's like, if you have any questions, you can reach me. And if you want to talk, I'm here. We can talk again. And I just had rage. And Sharon is so intuitive that she she texts me one day. She's like, am I picking up anger from you? (laughs) (laughs) she she sensed that i was angry i'm like yeah (laughs) but the the epiphany that i had was that i one of the things i was angry about was so years ago 25 years ago i studied with this amazing teacher i studied akashic records i was studying to become a spiritual response therapist And so the whole idea we're going to get into today regarding Akashic Records, we'll explain what that is in just a second. But because I was studying, because I was working with this amazing master who who had all this information, 
while we were doing that, we were getting cleared ourselves. So we were getting therapy in the, in the way that our records were cleared, our spiritual records, Akashic, Akashic records are basically like, there are different ways to describe them. It could be seen as a huge library where every thing that exists in all the universes has history and there's a record and you can look it up and you can see what the history of that thing is. Okay. Does that make sense? Or in terms for you, Matt, to describe it is you can think of it as a computer and there are these programs and you can erase programs, but then there are backup disks or backup drives. A program is, for example, like we had one of the examples that we would use in class all the time was someone is allergic to cats. Why is that? And why do some people all of a sudden develop allergies out of the blue for no reason? All of a sudden, at age 27, they become allergic to shellfish. It's interesting, right? Mm -hmm. So in the training that I got, we go into that and we figure out where is this stemming from? And usually the first program that comes up is usually the one that has the highest charge on it. And so you ask, you, you go through that program, you see it, and you ask for it to be erased. And when you do that, it shows up in your physical body. So therefore, once that program is cleared, chances are you're not going to be allergic anymore. Does that make sense? And so like one of uh, the simple examples we had was people that are allergic to cats. I remember we, we were researching it. And so this is what happened to me. We're researching this man that was allergic to cats. And all of a sudden... A whole bunch of us in class saw that it was a brief split second image of this man was walking in the jungle and behind him in the tree was a panther. And that was it. And so my teacher would say, okay, what did you, what did you get? Any vision, any feeling? So I said, I saw a panther in the tree behind him. I don't know what that means. So then you would ask, okay, did this result in hurt or harm in any way? And then we would get a working signal for yes. Okay, did this result in death? Yes. How many times did this happen? Like how many lifetimes, right? I know this sounds really bizarre to some people. Please just bear with us, okay? Treat it just like as a fairy tale, okay? Just bear with me. Just go with me. And so once you see that this has happened over and over and over again, and you ask more questions. And another question is, was there a program that was set up? Yes. It was set up by the soul, the spirit, the, the spirit of this person that, okay, I will never be hurt by a cat again because my body will sense it before I see the cat. So your body is now sensitive to being in the proximity of a cat. So therefore you get allergies. It's like a warning system. And so that's a program of benefit. And so you, what you do is you go into the Akashic Records and you burn that up. You get rid of it. Yeah, but you delete then it. won't I get eaten by a cat? Then you put another program in that says there's no program. There's a program that you will never be hurt or harmed by a cat ever again. All right. And then you insert that program in. You understand what I'm saying? I do. So there's no point of conflict. There's no none of that drama. No soap opera, none of that. Okay? Just clear. So I had many clearings done. And this was years ago, guys. And I don't want to say how old I am, but this was years ago. So when I had my reading 
my session with Sharon, I was so disappointed because not, not in Sharon, by the way, I was disappointed in myself because I was like, how could this be? How could I have all these blocks and how can I have all this trouble in my life right now? Because I thought all that was cleared. I'm in the bathroom. I'm looking at the toothbrushes. I'm looking at all the things that I was scrubbing in the bathroom. And I thought, oh my God, of course. Because Sharon kept telling me, look at all these things that you've been through. And have you actually been working with Robert? Well, Robert passed away a few years ago. And no. And the things that I've been clearing have not been specifically the things I've been having trouble with. And I thought, oh my God, that's like saying, I brushed my teeth 25 years ago. I took a bath 25 years ago. Why am I dirty? Like, why am I having problems? So that was my epiphany in the bathroom. And that was why I had, I had so much rage was because I didn't know why. And then I realized, of course, how can you expect to go through life and go through all the random stuff that you go through, not so random, and meet all the people that you meet. Some of them are not the best for you. Some of them cause some damage. Sometimes you trip and you fall and you skin your knee. Things happen and you need to clean up your life and your emotions as you go. And this is where our friend Sharon comes in. This brings me to your new friend and her name is Perfect. Because she has share in her name, like sharing. And she's also the most caring person I've ever met. Sharon Karen. Karen with a C-A-R-E in a little N. You can find her at SharonKaren.com. Trust me, you want to talk with her on your own. Long-winded, very long-winded introduction. Everyone, please meet your new beautiful friend that's here for you, Sharon Karen. Welcome, Sharon. Hi. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm so happy and grateful to be with both of you today. This is so fun. Where should we start? Well, I would like to say everything is energy because you get, you gave us such a great explanation about what you went through and you are so amazing and you're right on track because I could feel the energy of what you were going through. And it's almost like, well, I cleared that. How come it's still, we, and then we get mad at ourselves and we do all of this stuff, which doesn't give us a lot of energy. Sharon, what happened was not only was I feeling rage, but like, I, I, I felt like I was, when you showed me everything that I was dealing with, without me having to even tell you. And I, I believe you use the term, I did all this in life. Like I still succeeded. I've, I've done so much with both hands tied behind, behind my back. Both hands tied behind my back. When you said that, it released all this stuff in me. When you have a friend that notices something that you've been going through without you saying it, because when you're in the midst of it, you don't realize it. But when you have a friend such as yourself, saying, look what you've done with both hands behind your back, tied behind your back. And you are the type of friend that can say, well, let me just untie it for you. Here you go. When that happened, I felt myself raging and screaming to all the universes, like screaming to like from here to outer space to like other planets and a scream of anguish. 
And I think that's what you picked up on when you said, are you angry right now? I did. I wanted to just come over there and give you a big hug. Like when I started to say, everything is energy. And, and that's really the good news. The good news is, is when we have all the energy that we would love and that is going to be healthy and happy for the life that we love living, we're in a different place and that's a different level. And so everything is energy, everything's connected, everything comes from the unified field in the other dimension. It's quantum physics. It's the sticky thought substance. Everything comes from there. Something has to come from somewhere. Nothing sparks from no energy. It all comes from somewhere. So where does it come from? And that's where my work is in, in the Akashic field and with the Akashic records, which by the way, are past, present and future. Everything's happening all and, together because and everything's connected. And everything in between, right? There's so totally. many dimensions in between all those things. Totally. The beauty of it is, is when we have these times, these timeouts where we just have to just scream or yell or do whatever we have to do. That's the good news because we're letting all that stuff go. Like you were in the bathroom, perfect place. Just flush it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just let it out and let it go. And then when we come back to this place and go, okay, now what would I love? And when I say that word, like on the map of consciousness, David Ooh. R. Hawkins, can I you, don't know. Can you please you know. explain the map of consciousness to us? Yes. When I found this Akashic work, this was part of it, David R. Hawkins and the map of consciousness, because we know about energy and people, can, you know, everybody says energy, 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 but we can't see it or, or touch it or smell it. However, we know that it's there and it's most important that we have enough energy to maintain our physical body with ease. So one of my first documents that I got along with the Akashic, I teach people how to read the Akashic records, a training certification, but David R. Hawkins, he was a scientist and a doctor. And he's the only one that I know of. I'm not saying he's the only one. He's the only one that I know of that actually attained enlightenment that came from science purely. He was an atheist. If you want to look on YouTube, read any of his books, Power Versus Force is the one that the map of consciousness came out of. I share that map with everyone because how do we describe frequency or energy to someone? Well, on the map, it has the levels and it has the words. So what's the lowest level of energy? I believe it's like um, 20 or something. But is it like fear or hate? Basically, the line is at 200. We want to be at 200 or above. And that's kind of curiosity. That's just kind of open to the possibilities. But anything 199 and below is basically no energy is coming in to our physical body from the etheric body of the chakra systems so when i talk about energy it means 
either our physical body is going to be living with ease or not, depending on the scale of the map of consciousness. Right. It looks like you have a So below 200, which of course is just an arbitrary number as far as I'm concerned, it's like apathy is like... Sharon, is this the same thing as like a long time ago, uh, people were, were measuring music and they found that, for example, the Beatles were operating at a very high frequency, mm-hmm. whereas the Rolling Stones were actually low v- vibration. And mm-hmm. it was probably because the Beatles spoke about love and it was uh, everything was attuned to love, whereas maybe the Rolling Stones had to do m- with more bass level, like earthly, like sex or <laughs> pure sex. Yeah, we can uh, go there. Well, that's why I always say... Not that there's anything wrong with sex. I'm sorry. Nothing wrong with sex. No. And that is... It's human. It's how we, you know, procreate. It's so important for the physical body. It's part of that frequency. And, And it also means how are people working with it. And that all comes from the mental body, which doesn't mean it's in love or anything else it could be whatever so that all makes a big difference for sure but back to is under 200 is that apathy is that just uh, who cares Uh, there's a lot of different levels Mm -hmm. so enlightenment is 700 to a thousand so basically it looks like it goes from bestest to worstest and there's assigned arbitrary numbers and then just the feelings or the emotions that get tied to it so if you're living in a world of pride anger desire fear grief apathy guilt and shame those are kind of negative aren't they and then so the, you know these the are the emotions you feel yeah so the if you're feeling humiliation that's like the lowest shame tw- right so that has it and power, the reason it says power versus force in David R. Hawkins' book, that was the name of the book, power energy is flow energy. Force energy is push energy. That's why everything 199 and below, there's little to no energy that's coming into our chakras that's going to keep our physical body living with ease. Okay. So we want to be 200 or above. Now, there's a couple of different ways of using the numbers. There can be the level that our soul is at, like what I do in the Akashic readings. We can get a reading for where our soul is actually in the non-physical you know, from the records, what number that is. And we're human beings and we're human becomings, becoming the the best version of ourselves. So we're going to sometimes fluctuate. It's not static. However, it's a barometer. It's a way for us to track energy because how do we know where we are when we don't understand energy or we don't know how to work with it? David R. Hawkins, in his foundation, after 20 years working with people, because he was a psychologist, and so working with people, he actually came up with this. This was years and years and years of research, working with all the different people, because he wanted to know why some people had this and why some people had that and some people didn't. And and so that's how him and his foundation came up with this map of consciousness, which 
we want to be at 200 or above because then energy is coming in our etheric body through our chakras and into our physical body's nervous system. These are the first two bodies, the etheric body chakras in the other dimension. We always have one foot in the other dimension. And then this this is where the chakras live. So if we're down under 199 in pride, anger, desire, fear, grief, guilt, shame, all of that, there's little to no energy that's coming into the chakras at all. So it's in a way, it's like um, starving. You're not getting nutrients. It's, You're not getting vital nutrients for your spirit, much like you wouldn't get nutrients for your body to live fruitfully. Well, I, and it also Healthy. comes into getting away from foot in the other realm and all the rest of it. We always want to, we, we always believe we're, we act in the moral, with a sense of moral rightness. And when you're in all these negative emotions like pride and stuff, you're, you're not there. And so you're inherently like in the back of your head, you're kind of, you're kind of spinning going, wait a second, something, something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't smell right. And, and that's just, that's just something that's just continually just bugging you in the back of your head. You want to be in, you want to be in love you want to feel trust. You want to feel empowered. Or if you're one of those few blessed people, you want to feel true enlightenment and like a lasting enlightenment as opposed to one of those aha moments that occur, which feels so good, don't they? But here's the thing though, when you're experiencing fear and rage and all that stuff that's on the bottom scale, mm -hmm. it's kind of addictive, isn't it? Like you, you can't even get to the point of saying, I want to get out of here. I want to I want to go to a higher place. You're just so angry that it's addictive and you just end up becoming this like it's a, like a snowball effect, right? I, I think it can be addictive, but only because it's protecting you from maybe your environment. Well, how do you get your Sharon? How do you get yourself out of that? I know you're <laughs> do you know what I mean? When you're in a ball of rage and you can't if you don't have a friend to say, yo, <laughs> what? You know, WTF. <laughs> How do you how do you get out of that, Sharon? Well, the reason that we use the map is so we can tell. So anything, you know why I always ask people, what would you love? And I always ask myself, do you see where love is on the map? It's at 500. That and, and 200 is, is bottom to where we want to be. And 500 is the love energy. We can do this. You can shift it on a dime just by doing this. So if you feel, okay, you're down, you're having fear, anxiety, whatever's happening, COVID, everybody's going crazy. And then you notice. And so the first tool is that I love to share is notice what you're noticing. Because as soon as you notice that you're down there, what do you do? What would I love? What would I love? What would I love? Whenever I say that, I don't know if I get up to a 500, but I am just open to the infinite possibilities of the universe. Sharon, is this the same as when Matt and I get into a fight? We're in a screaming match, and then one of us will yell out, love is winning. <laughs> yes, very similar. Because it takes you from the depths. Right. The power energy is love energy. It's up high. The force energy is push energy, 
and it's very low frequency. This is like martial arts for sure, isn't it, Matt? Well, I was just I was just thinking. I mean, to me, the key is is if I'm caught in a in an anger spiral where I was in high school. Um, a, it's addicting, but B, it's also almost self-referential. But then you run into someone who is operating, you know, moving from love as opposed to moving from fear. And all of a sudden, it can take you out of that emotional context. But let's not forget, in the world of emotion versus logic, because what you're talking about is trying to you, remove somebody from something they're emotionally connected to, logically... That's a very, very tough battle, and usually emotion always wins, so it's a tricky thing. But Sharon, isn't it like if I want to beat someone up, if I want to beat them up really bad, right, and I'm using force, (laughs) I'm losing my energy, right? I get tired. I could get hurt. They could get hurt. It's destruction all the way around. Why are so many people sick right now? Why? Because they don't understand about the energy. Because when we're down... Anger, fear, grief, all of that. Everybody's afraid of the, you know, what's going on in our world right now. Fear just takes you out. That's why people are dying. I mean, people are, are going to die anyway. Yes, we're all going to, we come in and we go out whenever we, we choose. Seriously. We come in and we go out and we get to choose that. But in between, what would you love what is it? It's actually repatterning, reprogramming the subconscious mind. Because everything that we've learned since we were born to today, from anything we've heard, anything, the whole mess, there's no filters in the subconscious mind. 94% of our life we're living without consciousness is coming from the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is part of the reptilian brain and it's part of the mental body, which by the way is body number four. We kind of bypassed body number three, which body number three is emotion. But the emotional body is more helpful than the mental body in what we're talking about right now. Because the emotional body is, you can turn it on a dime. Like you can be down here in the depths of grief and go, what would I love? What would I love? What would I love? The barometer. And then we can get back up to love. Can you briefly go over what the four bodies are, Sharon, please? Yes. First body, and this is order of importance. First body is the etheric body. That's the one that lives in the other dimension, that one foot in the other dimension. That's where the chakras live. And that's where the energy comes in. So when we're here in a physical body, we have to understand the laws of the universe in order to be healthy and in order to get on top of whatever the paradigms and the subconscious mind. So we have the etheric body with the chakras. When we're 200 and above, energies coming into the seven chakras. Below, little to no energies coming in at all. Second body is our physical body, and that's where the nervous system, then our, our energy from our etheric body, connects with the nervous system in our physical body. That's what gives us life in the physical body. We have to have energy coming from the chakras that transfers into our body's electrical nervous system. Then 
The third body is the emotional body. That's our barometer. So the emotional body is saying, what would I love? What would I love? What would I love? Or if I feel contractive, oh, yikes, you know, I'm, I'm scared to death that I can't help myself. No energy. And that's why we want to notice, boom, what would I love? Just change that. We can all say whatever, you know, whatever gives you more life. You don't have to say what I say, but that love, when I say love energy, that's what just really opens me up. So I can't even think of the other things. And that's what we want to do. We can turn it on a dime. And then the fourth body is the mental body. Now, the mental body is very purposeful. The mental body is what keeps our physical body alive. However, the mental body is only trying to keep us alive. The mental body doesn't give us love, joy, happiness, a life we would love living. The mental body doesn't do any of that. The mental body goes, you better be careful. You better not do that. You know, don't jump out of the plane with the parachute because you're going to die. Don't do that. That's all the fear and all that stuff that comes up because the mental body is trying to keep us alive, but it's not going to give us more life. And also the subconscious mind goes along with that. 94% of the subconscious mind is what's running our lives. So basically what we learned when we were five, is what's running this body unless we stop it, <laughs> unless we understand that we actually have choices. I'm tripping out. I'm like, oh my God, as a mother, am I like number four? Don't do that. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, we don't want to say those things. It puts fear, anxiety, and everything else into everybody's minds. Oopsie. So we, we stand guard at the portal of our thoughts. We stand guard at the portal of our thoughts because we are creators. We have come into this physical life to create in the physical because we're just pure energy in the other dimension. But when we come into this life, we can create anything we can think of. That's the imagination, the creative visualization. All the successful people how do they create that? That's how, by changing their thoughts. What would I love? We came in with the infinite possibilities. We can do, say, have, whatever we would love. We can decide the whole thing. And we have help from the universe because the universe listens to our thoughts and our words. So if we're down here going, oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, gr I'm grieving, you know, I'm angry. Well, we're going to get more of that because whatever we think about and whatever we say is what we're going to get. Sorry, what we focus on grows. What we focus Sharon, is that why you told me go ahead and eat some ice cream after our session? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. said, whatever will make you feel better, you need to rest. You need to take care of your physical body first because your physical body takes a while to catch up to your ether etheric body. So right now, why don't you go do whatever makes you feel good. If it's ice cream, go have some ice cream. I had ice cream. <laughs> I had like a good, <laughs> I had 15 loaves of bread. <laughs> I feel better. 
I do I feel better and thinner. We we just need to listen. We need to listen with our still small voice. That our still small voice is our connection with the infinite. That's our soul connection. And so we come in in the physical body and then what happens is we get it backwards. Because it's the focus, the only thing that matters is it's an inside job. It doesn't happen out here. It happens from here with our connection to all that is. That's why grounding is so important. When we breathe ground and remember, you know, and the earth has us, Gaia, the mother earth, you know, Archangel Ariel in the first chakra is holding us. We can't float away. We've got gravity. When we're breathing the sacred breath in, going down into our feet, we're safe. And that's we remember we're safe. And takes us out of an emotional kind of context, in my mind at least. And, totally. you know, it takes us out of our head and into our center, as we would do in um, a martial arts like Aikido. Yes. And in, in many ways, it's like, you're starting to now win the logic versus emotion argument because emotion is almost like you're able to logically hear. You're able to logically feel from my point of view. And I believe it's important that the mental body isn't in the driver's seat. When I said the four bodies, etheric, physical, emotional, and mental, it's in order of importance. We're a soul first. We didn't come from nowhere. We didn't make our bodies. We don't even breathe ourselves. Who does that? Where does that come from? We know there's a higher order. There's a higher power. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be here in a physical body. I mean, you learn that in martial arts, too. We're not being religious here. Even if you don't believe that there's a higher force out there, we're not talking about religion here at all. But you definitely experience what we're talking about if you do something like martial arts. We had to feel each other's connections and see and feel without, with our eyes closed, blindfolded, where the next movement was coming from, where the person was, where their arms were. Where, you know, you could see without seeing. You could feel it. Which leads me to, like, you brought up the word connection. And I want Matt to talk because every time we get off the show, he's like, well, I had all these things I wanted to talk about. And I'm, I keep looking at him like, why don't you bring them up? But since you're not jumping in, Matt, I'm going to jump in. I want to talk about connection. I want your take, Sharon, on what's going on on the planet. Why do you think there is such a disconnect and there is such polarity and it's coming in the form of so many different things from politics to families being completely divisive and separated. I understand what you're saying. And the more you say those things, the lower the energy is and the more lonely you're going to be. I, it's so simple. No one believes it. That it is as simple as saying, I'm not going to be down here in the this and and all of that stuff that you talked about, honey, that was all outside of you. We have to care for ourselves first, love ourselves first. We can't love another person if we don't have it in our heart. If we're disconnected and we don't have whatever that is, we think we're giving to everybody else. I've got another, you know another idea for you. It doesn't happen that way. It is an inside job. That means 
you can't focus out here. We have to keep bringing it back and bringing it back. Everything that we're learning is to come back to the inside of ourselves because we have all the answers. We came in with them at birth. We came in with everything that we needed to have, everything that we would love, only we forgot. And so the forgetting is looking out here. The remembering is like, oh yes, I am that I am. We have, and this is universal spirituality. This is not religion that we're talking about. This is so important. This is science, it's quantum physics. It's not woo-woo, it has nothing to do with that. However, it is the order of things. And that's why when I do a reading for somebody, I like to say, now you can maybe understand a little bit of the rest of the story because we've got it flipped backwards because we're just so looking outside of ourselves that we're, all of our power is diminished. Our life force is diminished. I feel like I've done messed up with my words, but... <laughs> And I'm afraid to ask the next question or like, no, to have, uh, you know, to have like a reply to that, which is, okay, we feel dandy over here. However, see, now I'm afraid to say anything, but the country seems like it's falling apart <laughs> because nobody's friends. Everybody's okay, wait a fighting. second. But if you're looking, you're, whatever you're looking for, honey, you're going to find it. Whether you go looking for heaven or hell, you'll find it. Both exactly. Sensei. Well, guys, but it's realistically, as as out there, people are fighting. So am I supposed to turn a blind eye to that and go, what there's is, no injustice okay. happening? Well, or am I supposed to turn a blind eye to that? Certainly, certainly no. Keep a realistic eye and appraisal on it, but don't live there. <sighs> what if, okay. Don't so if live there. If you pitch a tent there you're not going to, to have energy coming into your chakras. How are you going to stay alive and help your daughters grow up? I understand that, but I feel like, but no, in no buts. <laughs> uh, well, now I've, I'm afraid to say anything because, well, you know, to case in point over the course of the past couple of weeks, they've determined that, Facebook loves generating incendiary content. They just do because it's more clickbaity. It sticks people there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when's the last time I was on Facebook? It's been months. Not even months. You haven't been there for years. I well, took over your Facebook every account. Every six to eight months, I'll go ahead and log in because I'll just do that. But, you know, it's like I always talk about things you want in your circle. I want to keep things out of my circle, too. And so one of the things I want to keep, try and keep out of my circle are going to be things that don't make me feel good. And ultimately, you know, a Twinkie may make me feel good for a minute, but, you know, maybe a salad is going to make me feel better long term or, or, you know, being on the bike for an hour is going to make me feel much better. It's just, it's about where you want to live. And, you know, not, nobody says that you're going to be always operating in this. You're, you're going to be like, you know, JC, who always did everything perfectly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, you're going to do, you're going to have a Twinkie now and again. Guys. But don't live there. Guys, I'm not living there, but I'm also trying to help out the world. Help out the world. Okay. Help out the world. 
There are people fighting. There is fighting happening, and I have a theory now. I can't even bring that up because, I mean, what am I supposed to do, Sharon? Am I supposed to be quiet? Um, you, if you bring the pink box full of pastries into Congress, Sharon doesn't know what I'm talking. What we're talking about, Sharon. I so, I, Sharon, the pink box theory is what I came up with years ago. My theory is, if anyone shows up to a room of fighting people with a pretty pink box, everything stops, no matter what culture you're in, because. And There's some good in there. This is not a sexual connotation. It's it's a pastry box, and pastry boxes look the same around the world. That so I said, you know, if you're at the United Nations and all the leaders are in this room fighting, but if someone walks in with a big pink box, everyone Ooh. stops are and smiles because they know it's pastries. You know, okay. like. And so, and so basically what you're doing is you're doing an Aikido, you're doing an Atemi, you are cutting everybody's key and you are redirecting it. Redirection. Quick. I got that. And you know what, honey? So let that pink box be your heart and soul. You cannot, you cannot take care of the world. You're not here to watch everybody on earth, only you. It's an inside job. We're here to do number one. That's taking care of ourselves. So what you've done with that pink box is it's like displaying your heart. Now, when you live it inside of you, you don't even have to carry the box. You are the box. You are the one. The three of us here together, what's three times 90,000? 270,000. How much? 270,000. Okay. When each one of us, the reason I'm making a point here is each one of us, when we're vibrating at a 300 or above, each one of us light workers vibrating at 300 or above uplifts 90,000 people on the planet. The three of us here today together, 270,000 people, we are uplifting when we are above the 200, well, we, we get to the 300 line. That means we can't spend a lot of time down in the blue part because, because we're not going to be helping people if we do that. See, it's an inside job. All right. It's See, the only way that it's going to work. All right. Okay. It, I get it. And guys. it's not my way. It's the universal laws. People, people say humor is infectious and which is moving us up the scale as well as just being able to look at those people who are doing good in the world, when you hear about stuff like that, it makes you feel better. It just does. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter who they're helping or how they're helping. And if they're not helping you, it, it still makes you feel good. Okay. So this is repatterning the subconscious mind in real time as we're speaking. I feel like I got that bamboo stick on my head it's by Sharon. Okay. Getting into the chakra system. By the way, Sharon has some gifts for you. If you go to her website, you get free downloads to everything we're talking about. One of them is the chakra guide. And I like your particular wording of each different chakra, Sharon. You were talking about each different chakra. And in a way, I started to reflect on what others were saying like oh this person is operating from the first chakra they're stuck in the first chakra the root chakra that they're not able to walk well in the world that they're stuck at this bottom level oh too bad for you you're stuck there i read what you were saying about it 
it, it's really interesting because you talked about foundations. I took some notes here. So the seven chakras, the seven meridian points in our bodies, each one is associated with a color and it's really the rainbow. So it's Roy G. Biv. The first one is red and that's the root chakra. It's the base of your spine. It has to do with your roots, your history, survival. It's about the material world. When you activate that, you feel connected to the earth. So like we were talking about grounding, you feel safe, you feel like you're in control. The second one is a little higher, it's in your hips, it's orange, it's the sacral chakra, and it's below the navel, it's in the hips. This is the center where emotions live, desires, pleasures. When activated, you feel alive, desired, and are enjoying everything. You're in touch with your emotions and you're trusting toward others. A little bit higher, you have the yellow, which is the belly, the solar plexus. That's where your source of power lives. When this is activated, you respect yourself and others. You feel outgoing, happy, relaxed, yet energized. You go up a little higher. It's the green color. This is where the heart is. Here you are balanced, compassionate. It's the center of your being when activated, you feel friendly, outgoing, and connected. Connected easily with yourself and others. You practice unconditional love, empathy, and you nurture your relationships. A little bit higher is the throat, which is blue. This is all about self-expression, your voice. When it's in balance, you feel empowered to speak your truth and communicate with others. When higher, some people say it's the third eye and some people say it's in the center of your skull. They call it the meditation sanctuary, as we've talked about on previous shows. This is the indigo color and this is where inner vision is, insight, imagination, the clarity of thoughts. When this is activated, you feel focused and steady. You may feel you're seeing from higher perspectives beyond the ego, worries, or fears. And then of the seven chakra system, then you have the crown, which is a violet color. This is at the top of your head. And when this is activated, you've found your soul's purpose. You feel enlightened, knowing that we are all connected and everything is love. There's no limit to bliss and complete control of your mind. So these are notes I took from Sharon. If you go to SharonKaren.com, you'll get a download of this. So my theory was, see, now I'm afraid to speak. Okay. I don't know how to pose this and I'm sure you'll whack me over the head, but I'm just going to say it anyway. <laughs> so do you think society, perhaps when it's not in balance, it's because the root sacral and solar plexus, the first three chakras are off balance because they're not able to reach the heart area. They're not able to have compassion. They're not balanced with that. So is something going on with a base, which is the material world? You know, I think it's very personal for each and each and every one, because we were all, even though we're all connected and we're all energy and we're all the same, we're each unique beings in other words when our soul sparked we're each unique and we're all one so individually there could be so many different ways that this plays out 
And when we're in that place, then we can do, you know, then we can help more people on a larger scale. But going back to your question, honey, it's a really good question. And I can tell you that I work with a lot of people who are not in their body. And we, we came here to experience a physical body. That's the reason we came. And we cannot maintain a physical body if we're not in it. I am so happy and grateful because I can help people with that. Now, I know lots of people that have just the opposite. They are totally physical and there's nothing else. <laughs> So it's very individual. And and I think if, if we're looking for something, we're probably going to find it. You know, if, if like if you can help people with, you know, whatever you can help people with and, and, you know, then that's what we do with each other is we really help each other out in that way. But I've gotten to be a master at, at really listening to people and seeing how what they say is usually a dead giveaway to where they live. I mean, you know, those people that know everything. There's those people that there's, it doesn't matter what you say, they know everything. They know it all. That's somebody living in the, in the mental body. And the thing is, is the mental body, we don't know it. We know of it. We may know certain things, but we don't know, we can't know everything we know of it until we, until we understand it, learn it, digest it, and live from that power, powerful place inside of ourselves. That's the only time we know it. And that's when we get it in our body and we're living from that place. Matt, what say you? <laughs> To me personally, maybe I'm just a very basic kind of a person, but it, <laughs> there's a lot of quantification of feelings happening here and emotions, in my mind at least, happening here, which probably puts me in a different body or whatever. But to me, it's like, do good, you'll feel good. You guys, that's it. Good for you. I'm still yeah. thinking about what the hell happened to this country. What the hell is going on in the world? I be the change you want to see. Oh Lord! I'll start. I'll start. I'll, I'll start quoting some random stuff on you. No, see now you're starting to angrify me. There you go. Here it comes, folks. <laughs> I'm slipping. To, I'm to, going to the depths, Sharon. Anger. <laughs> going to anger. Honey, <laughs> just at. Answer, answer me this one thing. If you could have anything that you would love, what would that be? Easy answer. Well, I, I want, I want to have a big, beautiful family. And, and I'm talking about humanity. I'm talking about humanity. I want my, our children to have beautiful friends. I want to be surrounded by beautiful friends. I, I would love to go to the store and feel safe. And I would love to go f without boundaries, roaming the earth and eating and delicious you know, food. And you, know where, and you know how you do that? Every day and every way you're getting better and better. And you write down the vision of what you would absolutely love and you read it every single day. I also would and love for my fellow man to love each other and 
and sorry i'm going to the depths again but i don't want them to stop i want them to stop killing each other and being mean to each other no what is see, what is what does the mind tell us about no the mind doesn't understand no the mind doesn't all of a sudden now you're like i want anger and hatred and is really even though you're saying i don't want it you put the no word on it but your brain doesn't understand well no. can i say i want everyone to calm down is that still wrong that's much better isn't it well <laughs> the thing is you're the only one that can do anything for yourself you cannot do anything for we all have free choice and free will honey when we come into this earth Everyone has free choice and free will. That's why some people don't even stand in the light of creator. Everybody gets to choose wherever they want to be. You can't tell somebody else what to do, honey. It's not your job. It's not our job. Our job is only ourself. Okay. Well, why don't you guys close the show? I don't know what to say. Um... Well, just shoot. think about it if it doesn't work for you honey you don't have to do it no i mean not. i this is something i obviously i think about i've um, always thought about it but at the same time i also want to help if I'm, i see a mess i want to clean it up i'm just gonna steal from sharon steal from sharon breathe ground and remember <sighs> breathing takes us out of our emotional context and back into a world that maybe logic and emotion can start to like really kind of coexist as opposed to fighting each other. Grounding is us almost, you know, is us just feeling some strength and then remembering we remind ourselves where we want to go. All right. So we have thousands. That's an end for a show, babe. That's, we That's an end. We could end right there. Well, all right. Hold on a second. Now, see, you scared me, and I, I was going to say something Ooh. nice. Stop it. Um, what I was, see, now I forgot what I was going to say. What I was going to say was there are thousands of us on this podcast. And so we are holding a friendship bond, a loving bond together. We are doing it. There are thousands of us on our friendly world, in our friendly world, and we'll just continue in that. We'll, we will just hold what we love. And with that, thank you all for listening, and we love you so much, all right? Everybody calm down. Everybody's calm. I'm calm. I'm calm. All right, thank you. 